And hello and welcome everyone to another Comic Multiverse commentary. It's been much too long since we've done one of these, and in fact, this is a very special commentary, not just for the movie that we're doing, but this also marks, I think, a pretty pretty special, pretty substantial point in the Comic Multiverse history. This, this is a bit of a reunion piece. This is something that Matt and I have wanted to do since last year we talked about this. When we wanted to get our special guest in here, obviously if you clicked the thumbnail, you see it said special guest, but you don't know who it is yet, and that's because he's a man who I'm going to introduce to you right now. It's Tom, everyone. Hey, guys. How you doing, Tom? It's been forever. For those who don't remember, or for those who might be brand new, Tom worked with us forever ago, back when we worked at Name Redacted. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Seriously, guys. Uh, yeah, I've wanted to do Our this pleasure. for the longest time. Like, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, we, we love having you back. We love it. It feels like old times, and I figure the only way we can make it more feel like old times is if we did a Power Rangers commentary, because we did these all the time back when we worked at Name Redacted. And for those of you who wonder what <laughs> Name Redacted is about, that's my riff on uh, Cultaholic when they all used to work for What Culture, because that's my way of riffing on where we used to work. I mean, we could just say they have the same initials as a Canadian broadcasting company. They surely, surely do, <laughs> the old CBC. But uh, yes, everyone, uh, I, I know people are probably thinking, like, really, a Power Rangers commentary now? Why now? Well, it makes sense because A, our guest, uh, B, they just dropped a bunch of uh, stuff for the new Beast Morphers, the next Power Rangers series, and uh, there's a bunch of talk now because Power Rangers got bought again. Yeah, you know, again, you, it's play, playing playing musical chairs again. It really is. You know that I I think I only joined you for one Power Rangers commentary before, and it was for um, that one episode they did where they brought in all the previous Power Rangers, and it was like this big crossover episode. Right, right. But yeah. uh, I mean, I watched Mighty Morphin as a kid, and I I love the original Mighty Morphin movie with Ivan Ooze. But I think that's all I've seen. And even that goes back about 15 years now. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the, the least the least knowledgeable Power Rangers fan in history. Well, that's all right, because we're doing the Mighty Morphin Era here. And even if you did know the Mighty Morphin Era, as we'll discover, that doesn't matter because they change practically everything anyway. <laughs> but now we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, yes, if you have your copy of Power Rangers, what was the year? Uh, 2017. In front of you, the version that we're going to be doing our commentary over right now is two hours, three minutes, 58 seconds. So be sure to find one that uh, lines up with this one. I will count us down. And then when I count to three, we will press play. And when we do so, we'll all be synced. So you can watch at home. You can watch along with us. Get get your snacks, get your drinks, get you what have you. And we're yeah. going to have a fun time, as we always do. So, all right, my... Uh, I'm hovering over the start button right now, and we will start in uh, one, two, three. All right, so we pressed play. The logo is coming up now. Who made this one again? I totally forget. Uh, wasn't it like like Seven's like oh, oh it's Lionsgate. Lionsgate, right? I thought it was like Seven like had like their own film division made for this film or hey, something. You yeah. There was a lot of lofty goals that went into this movie that ended up falling right <laughs> down the toilet. Yep. 
I, I remember I wasn't even going to see this movie. I was being quite salty about it, and I had quite a protest, being like, man, I refuse to see this movie unless they, like, send me free tickets. And then guess what happened? I was in Victoria, and someone I knew won a radio contest, and they're like, hey, Julie, you like the Power Rangers? You want to see an early screening? I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, though, I did see this as cinema as well, and I remember not hating it. Same. I haven't seen it since, though, so it's it's not been good enough that I've bother going back and watching it again yeah, but yeah my, my i do name, remember loving this intro though it, see here's the thing if i was to do a power ranger movie i would do something more in line with this i would focus on zordon and eltar and everything i would do like a prequel to it but they'd never fucking make that movie no did you guys ever see um adi shankar's um yeah. power rangers r-rated mm -hmm. fan film I mean, that as soon as I saw this intro, I was like, oh, they're, they're kind of it, doing that. It really <laughs> looks like that, and you remember that they really, uh, what is it, shat over Shankar's thing and tried to get it pulled down and everything. It's like, why are they being so weird about it? Oh, this is why, because they're literally doing it, that's why. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. was a rumor, though, like, shortly after they released this, there was a rumor that Adi Shankar was actually going to be making an R-rated Power Rangers TV series, but that, that never fucking came to anything, did it? No, like... It's it's funny, I've had such a love-hate with Shankar where I saw that Power Rangers short, and I'm like, what is this grim and gritty garbage? And then, like, I saw his Castlevania thing, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then, like, I heard that his next project is he's doing, like, a documentary on Superman versus the KKK, that famous radio plan. I'm like, god damn, all right. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's great about him, though, is, like, he, he makes fan films that are completely different to the source material. Ooh, yeah. And not in, like, yeah. a Zack Snyder type of a way. No. Like, I don't know, I, I really liked his R-rated Power Rangers thing. So, yeah, he did that really good Punisher thing as well. Oh, that, that was great, with Ron Perlman as well, as with the guy in the uh, the liquor store. Oh yeah, arguably yeah. the best one. Yeah. So yeah, Rita is the Green Ranger in this one. Okay... <laughs> to be honest, it's been so long since I've watched Power Rangers, I, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Reinvent it as much as you like, to, seriously. To, to me, it was like one of those, like, oh, and the Joker killed Batman's parents, huh, right? We're just getting real lazy out of the gate, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels like they didn't have, like, they didn't know what to do. Like, well, what do we do? Oh, she was a witch trapped on the moon. No, we'll trap her at the bottom of the ocean to make her the blue, uh, the Green Ranger. For some reason. And also, we're already future-proofing the franchise, because, like, oh, we got to talk about the Zeo crystal already. It's like, Zeo comes next, damn it. <laughs> finish finish what's on your plate now before you start talking about Zio. I mean, at least they were sort of hinting at the future of the franchise without like the amazing Spider-Man 2 or BVS type way of just shoehorning in every reference possible. They tried. Also, here's here's our first introduction to Jason, everyone. How how do we meet him? Uh, by talking about possibly jerking off a barnyard animal. You know, like Power Rangers did all the time. As you usually do. Uh, we, I, I remember coming home from school in the 90s and just being, you know, so so tickle-pinked excited to see what Jason is going to jerk off today <laughs> on Power Rangers. I mean, surely it would be Billy, right? Ah, uh, but I'm Tish. Actually, hey, <laughs> I'm actually glad you mentioned that, Tom, because that's something we'll talk about later. Uh, the Power Rangers and their history of LGBT characters, because this movie technically has the first gay ranger but not really because they don't come out and say it but they were really quick to take credit for it yeah it, it really made me sad though when i found out 
that the actor that played the Blue Ranger on the original show was bullied on set because yeah. like yeah, yeah, blue's always been my favorite color. Color like being a Superman fan, blue has always been my favorite color. And hearing that he was sort of picked on on set made me sad because he was my favorite Ranger growing up. I, I know it's well because he was the most like the fan base. Like, hey, I'm a sensitive nerd, and plus David Yost is just a really nice guy in real life too. He really is. I met him at a few cons. Yeah, just a, just a sweet He's awesome. I, I, I got starstruck, actually, in New York. I was uh, riding the coattails of people much more famous than me, and I got to go into the green room for a second, and he was there. And he was wearing, like, a beautifully tailored blue suit. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing. And I wanted <laughs> to say hello, but I got so shy and clammed up, and I'm like, damn it, I should have said hello, shit. <laughs> It's a shame. I could tell when I met him at a con that he'd obviously been asked these really awkward questions all day because he declined an interview. Right. But literally sitting next to him were Bulk and Skull. Yeah. And <laughs> both of them agreed to an interview, even though the con organizers had told them not to. So that was awesome. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's the one complaint I had about this movie, actually, is there's no Bulk and Skull. Like, they're my two favorite characters from the show. Like, really is. Look, I'll do it. I'll be bulk. Look, okay, fine. I will do it. I'll be the guy. Also, shocking thing about this movie, too, we spend way more time with the Rangers' parents and see way more of their home life than we ever did in the television show, which that's the one thing I kind of got to give this movie credit for because it's really the only thing you can do when you're trying to expand the plot from 22 minutes. They, they 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 decide to make Angel Grove an actual place. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. it's just like a set dressing. Although they can't decide what kind of place Angel Grove is, they're like, oh, is it a hard scrabble failed mining town? No, it's a hard scrabble failing fishing town in Maine. I'm like, well, you filmed it in Kamloops, Canada, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think though, when I see the Red Ranger's father, is he should have married Pam. <laughs> ooh, ooh, if you like references like that tom this high school this is the same high school they filmed small villain is it really yes it is oh wow it's really? fucking awesome also in canada holy shit this this building doubles for so much <laughs> smallville just has connections to everything though it it's really like is. the like luther's mansion was like the same mansion from the x-men movies i've been there actually that's Casaloma. i've been there that's awesome. They have weddings there. You can get married at Luther's mansion. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Just hire, like, Michael Rosenbaum to, like, officiate the ceremony and all that. Oh, well, now we got to do that. <laughs> and now we Just enter... say, if, if I give you an extra hundred bucks, will you shave your head? <laughs> and, and now we enter what is known as the Breakfast Club portion of the movie, because, you know, when you're trying to make Power Rangers a property from the 90s, hip and trendy for kids in the teens obviously what you do is you go back to a movie from the 80s <laughs> it's, it's a damn good movie, movie the kids that are, that appeals to this movie have never seen before yeah i've only heard about there's there's so much of that where it's like i see what you were doing but like maybe you should have ran that past someone yeah breakfast club's a good movie we can all agree but <laughs> See, I, I didn't see that movie for years, and then someone told me, like, Breakfast Club is to John Hughes what Clerks is to Kevin Smith. Mm. And I immediately had to watch it, because I was just like, oh, wow, it's all dialogue, and it's really funny. Yeah. Like, anyone who hasn't seen it, watch it. Hughes is a hell of a writer. He really was. Or is. I don't know if he's still working. That's right. I, I think I, he's dead. I think he is, Isn't too, he dead? Actually. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, shit. Oops. <laughs> 
Well, hey, rest hey, in peace. Hey, Tom. At least, at least we figured out he was dead, and you're not like me claiming Dean Kane is dead when he's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> Professor Zach Galifianakis beard. <laughs> you got detention between two ferns, kids. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Kimberly's story. Yes, this whole sexting revenge porn scandal, which again just reeks to me of like, all right, how do we update these characters? We hypercharge the action. Kimberly was popular, so obviously for our new trendy movie, we need to hypercharge that and have her be involved in like Mean Girls shit. (laughs) Oh no, she's gonna cut the picture. Don't do that. Oh my heart. Uh, As if it's not digital, she can just print up another copy. Yeah, really. See, that doesn't work anymore. Fine, I'll just put myself back in it then. In the 90s, that could have worked, but not now. See, that's what I think this movie should have done, and I stand firm on this, that if they do another one, and they're probably going to do another one because another uh, place got the rights to it, do a period piece. You need to have a Power Rangers movie set in the 1990s. That's the only way it works anymore. Oh, totally. Or, I mean, let's face it, 80s movies are sort of going out of fashion now, so it's only a matter of time before the 90s is the new oh, yeah. popular decade for film. Oh yeah, there's a wave of uh, 90s nostalgia coming our way without a doubt. Or, And this is another thing I would have done, and in fact they could have done it here. There was really no point in keeping the names from the classic show because they're really nothing like those characters. I think if they changed everybody's names, I actually probably would have been a little gentler to this one. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like make it so it's just, it's powering, just but it's not like the TV yeah, show. It's, it's a new, it's its own new thing set. in its own universe. And because every new season of Power Rangers was essentially a universe unto itself, except for all the crossovers, but that's where it gets a little hinky. <laughs> but also, as well, if they were completely different characters, you could open it up to like having a cameo or two from the original yeah, cast. Exactly. Like you could have like you could have like um, what's his name, the guy who played Tommy. Oh, Jason David Frank. Yeah, you could have him like be the gym teacher or something. That been cool. <laughs> we we do actually get cameos from him and Ashley Joe Johnson in this. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? oh yeah, in the uh, yeah, in like yeah. near the end. Uh, yeah, it, it sticks so. out like a sore thumb. Which, which apparently they had a much more subtle one when uh, they're in the diner screwing around. It would have flashed to them at a table, and they would have both given a look like kids these days. <laughs> They would have had to change the story a bit though. Like this is Zordon's first team of Rangers yeah. since that era but i mean that would have been fine just one rewrite of the script it's it's like many films it's like bvs one rewrite of the script could have made it a good movie oh, the same with this yeah you, you could have a uh, crisis on infinite earths didn't be like oh there's multiple power rangers teams throughout the multiverse that would have been great <laughs> that, that's a bit too high a concept yeah. people probably won't be able to grasp grasp what the morphing grid is and whatnot yeah Oh man, the morphing grid, such a great concept. That Kyle Higgins Power Rangers uh, series, so freaking awesome. Wouldn't it have been great though to see like um like the student counselors of the school be like Bulk and Skull, oh. like reformed? Like Bulk oh. and Skull in suits as the student counselors would have been amazing. That'd have been great. Are there the teachers running detention? <laughs> That'd be pretty great. <laughs> would have been perfect. And again, I don't think they'd ask for much. Oh, definitely not. Did, did I think any, they would have been more than happy to do it. 
I will say, too, as far as casting in this film goes, at least they got a bunch of actors I had never seen or heard of before. Did they ever go on to do anything else, these kids? I don't think I've seen them in anything else. No. Um, the guy who plays Jason is in the second season of Stranger Things. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's like that new kid. Right, uh, that's right. He's got, like, the mullet. That's right. Okay, and... see, with his 80s hair, I couldn't tell. And the chick that plays Kimberly is the new Jasmine in that live-action Aladdin film. Oh, shit. Is she no. really? Right, good for them. Oh. Yeah, I think, like, the only two that went on to do something. Oh, wait, no, and, um, uh, the guy who plays the Black Ranger was just recently Commander Merc in Aquaman. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, he was, too. That we, we almost did that this week, guys. We almost did an Aquaman spoiler cast, but I didn't think that was enough to fill up a whole show, and because I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now here, is it uh, just me though or the guy that plays the red ranger doesn't he look more like the original blue ranger like really facially he kind of yeah does. he does if they switched his role like i would be fine with a black like red ranger well supposedly uh what is it when uh max landis ooh, did a pass at this script he actually had a whole thing he wanted to do where uh the pink ranger and the black ranger actually had their color switched huh I mean, that would have been didn't fun. They, didn't they do something like that in the comic recently? They did, actually. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's a good way to meet that head-on. Because it's like, yeah, well, why is, why is the Yellow Ranger yellow? And why is the uh, black guy the Black Ranger <laughs> in a modern well, parlance? Thankfully, they changed that, though, for the Ivanoos movie. Yeah, it, it, it also got a little more fucked up, too, because it's like, hey, you know, uh, Jason David Frank, who played the Red Ranger for many years, you know, he's got like, he's like half Native American, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a while after, though, wasn't it? Like, he oh, yeah, was, was green and then white for a long time. Uh, he's been just about every color at this point. <laughs> Has he really? Oh, yeah. He's you can tell I haven't... <laughs> You can tell I haven't watched it since Mighty Morphin. Yeah, he was in like a bunch of like, I wouldn't say like the re most recent series, but like series from like 2005 and whatnot. One guy who keeps coming back is he was white, or no, he was green, then he was white, then he was the Red Turbo Ranger for a bit. Uh, then I think he came back in a Dino Thunder and he was black. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's he's been just about every color under the sun. Now, I remember, too, when I reviewed this movie at first, this this character really grinded my gears, the new Blue Ranger, because it, it reeks of something that is so common in Hollywood screenwriting, where that is, oh, it's not enough for a character to be smart. They also need to be like they're from the Big Bang Theory. They need to be autistic on top of all of that, because <laughs> yeah, they, no one's ever met just a smart person. <laughs> Yeah, they have to be quirky. Mm -hmm. Which, again, you know, I said that and I got very passionate about it, only to have a couple fans write me who are autistic and who are on the spectrum. And they're like, yeah, Jill, you think that pisses you off? Imagine how we feel that this is the only <laughs> representation we get and shit. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay, fucking points for you, sir. It's either him or Sheldon. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I feel really bad for you that those are your only, uh, only things that you get to see yourself on screen. <laughs> oh god what was another funny joke i can't I, I i can't claim ownership of this one but it was so goddamn accurate when they said uh when it came to making these new power rangers it's like they took a bunch of uh quirky teen stuff put it on a dartboard and then just threw to make up the characters <laughs> so for the yellow ranger we've got death metal yoga lesbian and for the other guy we've got asian trailer park dying mom <laughs> uh, black country music autistic 
pick. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, wow, it really does seem like a word salad, doesn't it? <laughs> when you put it that way. I mean, it would work with a stronger script. Mm. Well, the best part of this movie, I think we can all agree, the two parts that actually work are the big Zord fight at the end, but also when they're all just sitting around the campfire talking and they're actually working on doing real character stuff. And I'm like, holy fuck, this came from a way better movie. Well, that, that's the thing that, like, you compare those scenes to, like, all of these scenes, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, this is all, like, like serious... Mm. You know, we're a gritty reboot stuff, and then you get stuff at the end with like giant f- monsters fighting in a in a little town. Like it doesn't make it easy. Like it's from two different films. And, and I'm glad you mentioned the little town thing, Matt, because I think that's another truly hilarious thing about this movie, where it's like, oh, Angel Grove is now a small town, really, because in the show it was always like a big city in California. Yeah, but it's a lot cheaper if we have monsters tromping around a small town than a big city. <laughs> Look, there's no big cities in Canada. No, no, it's true. None at all. It is we funny that you mentioned... One. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, that you mentioned the difference between the first and second half, because it's, it's almost like the difference between the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But except it's all in one movie. <laughs> it, it's also, too, it's like, I didn't even check, like, how many writers did this have on, and I know if, like, Max Landis did a pass at it, I'm sure they did many passes it, at it. I it had it now. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Had six, yeah. and that includes the like based on the Power Rangers that created by. Sounds about right. That's that's also just a thing with modern day screenwriting for summer tentpole movies, where it's like, all right, we need a ton of writers to do a ton of passes at this. Well, now it's not anybody's vision anymore. Yeah. According to IMDb, there's actually nine. Oh shit. <laughs> two more ghost writers although many are just story by right. but let's face it like one two three four four story by credits and then the rest are like television series by and created by and all that stuff screenplay by it's, it's funny too I, I was bagging on Max Landis there a minute ago I remember when this movie came out I'm like man somebody who wrote this really liked Chronicle cause like the latter half of this when they're learning their powers is just straight up Chronicle only to be like oh shit Max Landis actually worked on this at one point <laughs> the funny thing is he's not even credited no he's not. it's only 10 <laughs> <laughs> Or more, who knows? I don't know, I like both halves of this movie for totally different reasons. Again, watching it now, I'm a lot less angrier than I was when I went into it, I guess because ultimately it it meant nothing, so I feel like I feel more generous to the movie. It's like like beating on the simple kid, I don't want to do it. Uh, oh yeah, you're, you're a big man, Joel. Uh, big bootin' uh, Power Rangers from 2017 make you feel strong. <laughs> make you feel big and strong. As well, like it, it's 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 a sad state of affairs where this is actually a compliment, but at least it doesn't look cheap. No, no. Like, mm. they they threw money at this movie. Yeah. Like this. That's my biggest complaint about the more recent Power Ranger TV shows. Is like it's all these decades later, and they're still wearing fucking spandex. Seriously. Hey, I like the spandex. When we see the rock candy suits later. Also, again, we got to remember that Power Rangers has its roots in Toku Sentai from Japan, and that's like mm. a cultural thing. 
Still, I think after the original Mighty Morphin movie, I would have loved to have seen the later TV series like base the costume technology more on that. Because I love the look of their... Obviously, once they lose the suits and they become just basically just multicoloured ninjas. Mm. I don't, well, don't like it quite like, as much. I'm sure I saw a photo of like the most recent oh, iteration of, of the yeah. team. And it's more... Where, um, yeah, no, the, the costumes actually reminded me of The Flash. Yeah, very much so. Mm. They're getting a lot more superhero... Uh, reference which which is really goddamn funny because the costumes when i first saw these i'm like oh my god they look like a team of multicolored iron mans <laughs> <laughs> i might actually have to give the new show a watch then they're the, it's starting very soon i think beast morphers it's probably absolute garbage but uh, they, ha- they haven't yeah. been great i mean what was it uh like dino charge was actually fairly interesting because they there's so much turnover in the writer's room on that show is the mm. thing like every so often you'll get a writer who actually gives a shit and was actually a fan once upon a time yeah and then a lot I mean, of, I'm a... Cool. and then a, a lot of the other time it's just people where it's like this is a paycheck for me it's kids tv who fucking cares mm. I'm just, I'm amazed that there's anyone that even wants to work on the show that wasn't originally a fan. Exactly, that's what I feel. Especially because we're getting to the point now where we're so far removed from the Mighty Morphin era that if you're an actor on that show, or if you're a writer in that writer's room, then you probably grew up with it. Yeah, you Absolutely. know who the Power Rangers are. Yeah. It's like how Doctor Who for a few years, exactly. like Ross T. Davis and Stephen Moffat both grew up loving the show as kids. Like they started, yeah. That's why their eras of the show are so well. And that's, I suppose it's debatable. Yeah, people would debate. I, I'm not going to start a Doctor Who fight here. <laughs> I, I have no dogs in that fight. I mean, both their eras were better than the most recent season. I'll say that. I, uh, I actually think Power Rangers could really benefit from someone just Doctor Whoing the shit out of it. Actually. Oh, totally. But again, if Stephen Moffat was to, or Russell T. Davis were to like announce they're going to take over show running Power Rangers, <laughs> I'd be like immediately in, just like yes, I am. I will watch that day one. I think we all would. I think someone should Doctor Who and like have someone come out and go, yes, I am a fan. I watched all of it. I want to make this new series as cool to people our age as it was when we were watching it as kids. But that costs money. That costs money. Because, like, here's the thing, too. Toku Sentai in Japan is a lot more all-ages focused. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes, this, too. I forgot about this. They're going to crash a second car. This movie is obsessed with crashing cars. It crashes, like, several cars. I think it's that they reached a certain number of pages in the script, so it's like, right, we need an action scene here. <laughs> Throw in a car chase. Also, too, we forgot to mention this as well. There's there's a big battle in this movie that takes place around the quarry. There's a lot of stuff in this Angel Grove built around the quarry. Because how I, many goddamn I, quarry I, fights did we have? I, I feel like that 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 is like like a cheeky reference to the show. How it just kept kept being in like that quarry yeah. and everything. So it's like, oh, was it the movie in like part of a like a, a failed mine? Yeah. If it's not intentional, it really fucking should be. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Like Doctor Who, the exact same thing. Like a lot of the classic Who was set in a quarry because it was easy to make look like an alien planet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then in the later seasons, it was just like, why is every other planet we visit a quarry? <laughs> 
And I mean, I guess too, with all these car crashes, statistically, if you're a young person, you're more likely to die in a car crash than anywhere else. <laughs> that is true. How, how do we ra- ra- uh, rank up the stakes for this one? I know, let's keep putting them in dangerous cars. <laughs> how did he land on the top of that car without just being thrown and killed? Because he's just that good. <laughs> but even if he grabbed on, like he would have just like broken both of his wrists. Maybe ripped his hands off entirely. Because he's a teenager with attitude. Also, they picked up the magic rock, so maybe the magic rock let him do it. That's, that's true. Yeah, they're not just power coins anymore. They're like dinosaur fossil coins. <laughs> they give you special abilities even when you're not even a Power Ranger. Yeah, because then we don't have to spend a lot of money uh, making the CGI suits. Which, again, to give spandex its due, you don't have to do it in a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to do it in a computer for the original Mighty Morphin. I still think those suits, I mean, they're not fantastic, but they hold up pretty well. They're really solid designs. They're some of the better ones, for sure. Yeah, Brian Spicer, the director of the original movie, like he did a decent job with the suits and there's, stuff. There's a real problem with modern Power Rangers suits where it's just like, oh, that's that's way too busy. You over-designed the fuck out of that. <laughs> there, there was a that's good sort like... of medium struck with the original film. Yeah, they, they just—I don't know what what's wrong with like modern like designers, but they have to redesign everything and make it so busy. Mm. I don't know why. It's a, it's all '90s image comics. I'm talking to superheroes being related to Power Rangers, I'd probably be like remiss if I didn't at least mention that Brian Spicer, the director of the original Ivan Ooze movie, started off directing episodes of the live-action Superboy TV series. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> He directed some of my favorite episodes, in fact. Also, what are the odds of this? You dig up the zombified corpse of Rita at the exact same time your kids find the power <laughs> coins. That's really fucking convenient. It's what, like what how I... they found Ivan Ooze buried under the same construction yard that the mm. Power Rangers landed in, or that Vulcan so Skull rather landed in. Yeah. Well, what I don't understand, though, is that, like, so she fell into the ocean, what, the, the Kreazoru? Zoic period, which is like millions of years in the past. Mm-hmm. She yeah. she would be like buried under like bedrock and all that sort of stuff, not just like floating through the ocean or like floating at a point where like a net could just pick her up. Yeah, but she just so happens to find her way to this was... very specific town where specific things are happening. They could have had a scene. Masses have moved in that time. Yep. They they could have had a scene where like when they crash the car, you see, you know how that their crystals sort of activated. Hers activates as well and sort of frees her from, like, the, the rock or something. Yep. Yeah, that would make more the, sense. But Just, like, suddenly she's alive, she blasts her way out in, like, beam of green light or something. But also we need to keep Jason's dad a part of this movie, because Jason's dad will actually be kind of important later. <laughs> I wonder if these are the same CG abs on the Red Ranger that uh, Nicolas Cage used in Ghost Rider. I think it's the exact same effect, they just like pasted it on. <laughs> now, you mentioned the amazing Spider-Man there, Tom. Again, with yeah. the destroy the bathroom montage, how many times are we going to be forced to watch in a superhero origin story the destroy the bathroom montage? I mean, it started with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yep. <laughs> I am but I mean, strong. that was... That was surely a good indicator of how the Amazing Spider-Man franchise was going to go. If they're ripping off a scene from X-Men Origins Wolverine, yeah, yeah they, they clearly don't have any decent ideas. Also, why was this bully kid not Bulk or Skull? Yeah, like, it's, 
Isn't he it's in the kind of credits or something? I don't think they ever say his name. I mean, make and him then, skull. And then just have like, his like, fat oh. friend come along and... Yeah, we have a villain in a Power Rangers film. Oh, we'll make it Bulk or Skull. No, no, no. We'll make it some random ginger kid. Some ginger nutter, as they would say in Hot Fuzz. Hell, they could just put like a skull on his t-shirt and that would be enough of a reference. <laughs> People would get it. His, there you go. His... Sid's t-shirt from Toy Story. Hey. Oh, I've got I've got subs on. That guy's name was Wallace. Oh. Well, what a wasted opportunity. We all know Skull's name is Eugene Skullovich. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't even know that Skull was actually part of his real name. Yep. I just figured they were nicknames. Yeah, because they were cool punk kids from the 90s, and that's what you did. He's popular now because he assaulted someone. Well, I mean, obviously, assault <laughs> makes you popular. <laughs> I think if somebody punched you in the face and somehow knocked themselves out, you would become pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, really don't fuck with that kid. <laughs> it's like, like, seriously, like, they punched him and, like, he got knocked out without even throwing a punch? That's amazing. You are impressive. Be <laughs> impressive. They ask how he did it, just say, I did it with math because I'm autistic genius. Yeah, I guess I, I rain-manned this one. <laughs> <coughs> Just like Brainy in uh, Supergirl this season, mm -hmm. how he beat the guy using physics. Also, Revenge Porn Girl is talking to you now, so you must be popular. <laughs> <laughs> By our powers combined. <laughs> now they just, yeah. They, they, they. When, when those, when the crystals uh, like levitate, they should just cut to like a lunch lady who just like doesn't seem very impressed by it. <laughs> that could have gone a lot worse as well. Like some of those students could have got like third degree burns or something. Oh yeah, a lot of experience. So like, thank, too. thank God, none of them were touching <laughs> the counter when that happened, since it melted like their plastic cups in seconds. You gotta supercharge the action. They're not just regular Power Rangers. They're super mega Power Rangers. So much power. <laughs> The Power Rangers Turbo. To the max. None of you guys are Power Rangers. We're spending a lot of time on adults with problems, not teens with attitude. <laughs> it's funny, though. I do love both halves of this movie, even though they're completely different. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the same as how I like um, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Like... That, that movie is like three different movies put together, and I like each third of the movie for completely different <laughs> reasons. I've never seen it, actually. It's, <clears throat> it's not a great whole, but each third I like. I, I like each third a lot for completely different reasons. It's just very strange how it's put together. Yeah, what, what do I know? I love Death to Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie about a podcaster, so you should check it out. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's just for that. How many other so, podcast movies are made? That is that, that, that uh, shitty sitcom with Zach Braff. Did you guys <laughs> see that? Oh, God, yeah. I stopped in the pilot as soon as Zach Braff was like, I need to find a millionaire investor to like fund my podcast because I need to hire a studio and book all this like studio equipment and all this. It's like, dude, you need a fucking laptop and a microphone. Yeah, oh, that, that, that's <laughs> comedy right there. I need a million dollar investor. <laughs> yeah. I still can't get over how stupid that was. No wonder the show got cancelled after one season. It's just, you know, it's like 50-year-old 50, 50 like millionaire writers trying to write for like 
the new generation and the technology they don't understand. Oh, they all came there for no reason whatsoever. The, the power called them. And she can climb up a wall with CGI. She has the power of the tiger inside her, don't you know? I laughed when people said that The Force Awakens relied a lot on coincidence. Mm. I just said it was mostly down to destiny, but this film really does yeah, rely yeah. a lot on coincidence. Oh yeah, oh yeah, M motherfucker, <laughs> you don't know coincidence until you've watched this. <laughs> go, go watch Power Rangers 2017, write me an essay, and come back on coincidence. I mean, I enjoy this movie, but next to it, Force Awakens is a masterpiece. I like Force Awakens. I know. I, again, not to, not, not to derail talking about Star Wars. That's a whole other. Thing. <laughs> I even like. I still like the Last Jedi as well. Same. At least mm. he tried to do something different. Exactly. Didn't just play it safe. Oh, Star Wars fans are hard to please. I should know. I am one. It needs to be exactly <laughs> how I remember it, but also surprise me. But don't surprise me too much, or I'll be angry. <laughs> it is amazing how quickly people forgave the prequels, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, almost overnight. <laughs> It'll happen again once there's a new series. People will oh, oh, forgive the pre the, pre uh, the sequel series. And that's why another reason I can't understand people being so mad at Star Wars. It's like, guys, guys, we're going to get new series. We're going to get new trilogies and everything. You'll have time to be angry about other things. <laughs> And now we're in the chronicle portion. <laughs> Come on, Billy. Use your bazinga brain to get over here. <laughs> also, too, oh, I'm too autistic to do anything. Really? You, you seem to get social cues. You seem to be getting by just fine. Plus, he's just seen that it's entirely possible because his four friends all just did the exact <laughs> same uh, thing. It's not like he's, like, the first one to go. No, not at all. It would be funny if, like, everyone gets that power except him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Matrix when Neo falls when he can't jump the buildings <laughs> I mean, he kind of can't do it <laughs> it's probably because he didn't believe in himself <laughs> only if your heart is pure and you believe <laughs> I do think oh, this is my favourite oh. portion of the movie though the, the chronicle portion it's the most fun yeah, it's serious, but they they they're, they're having fun with it. I mean, I like. Yeah, I like the last third of the movie, but there was one specific point where I have a major gripe with it. But uh, I'll mention that when we get to it. I I thought I'd be way more like fire and brimstone, but I'm actually just sitting watching it again because there's a lot I forget. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't seen this since it originally came out. Same. So, same. Yeah, I saw it last in actually in cinema. Same, right here. Uh, hey. Can I get a sip of your water? I'm dying. <laughs> this is very clearly, obviously, a trap. She wants to push you down uh, and, and kill you and finish the suicide pack. <laughs> well, you know what? This is easily a trap, but I'll believe you anyway because I desperately want to belong. <laughs> now, imagine if they missed. <laughs> yes, yeah, not, not a very like small fissure there. <laughs> yeah. 
They could have very easily just missed entirely and just cracked their head open. Well, then the cops come, and like you said, Matt, they'll be writing the obituary, Strange Teen Suicide Pact <laughs> in Angel Grove. That's assuming they ever find them. Yeah, really. There's a UFO true. under this water? Like, that's not been discovered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mining town, and they never dug in the direction of the secret U uh, UFO. Yeah, isn't that convenient? Now, now, I know I've mentioned this before, but did you know the original uh, command center in Power Rangers, that's a Jewish temple in California? Yes, yes. It's called like, like the exterior. Yeah, it's called like the Temple of the Voice. So, I mean, I think if they ever reboot Power Rangers, they need to film at another Jewish temple, I do believe. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of sad that that temple didn't appear in this movie, because it was yeah. just an iconic design. Very much so. Even, even if you just show it like as it is, like one of the characters happens to be Jewish and they go to a service at that place. Oh, splash. Come on, guys. Show your visual chops. This is going to be on your demo reel. This is probably the best visual moment, or the best visual storytelling mm. moment of the film. And it's such a simple thing that they did as well. Yeah, with the reflections. What? This is why I couldn't be a Power Ranger. Hey, we're all diving down below to see the, you know, reflective portal thing. Nah, sorry, I'm not going down. I don't want to get water in my ears. <laughs> I'm amazed... <laughs> I'm amazed they didn't actually take the time to edit out the bubbles. Because it does sort of show how they did it, because they're all floating towards the surface. Yeah, they just, like, like turn the camera upside down, basically. Yeah. You, you guys much more knowledgeable on film craft than I am. <laughs> to, to me, it's all witchcraft. How are they doing that? How are they keep I mean, breathing under the water like that? I mean, I'm pretty sure when they did Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, they edited out the air bubbles that's right that yeah, they, did. they did yeah that also had a big underwater scene <laughs> also too no one had really long uh hair or really long beards that interfered with some of the underwater scenes <laughs> still it, it, it was effective oh, yeah. I, I do like that moment it was it was well put together yeah, until the terrible cg water filter that looks like it was done in iMovie Right there. Jeez, for people who come to listen to us eviscerate films and everything, sorry, we're actually being pretty complimentary about Power Rangers 2017. <laughs> I mean, credit where credit's due. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess a lot happened in 2018 for us to be like, you know what, this ain't too bad. I think we'll probably start shitting on it once Reader actually shows up. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, this movie did a lot wrong. Uh, yeah. I'd feel bad if I didn't acknowledge the few things it did right. What if the command center was just a downed spacecraft? And what if the Fortress of Solitude was also just a downed spacecraft? And what if that downed spacecraft looked like a, a mismatch of CGI? Like, you can't tell what's what. It looks like it's from a Transformers movie. Mm. Which, oh man, speaking of Transformers, this movie tries to throw shade at Transformers near the end, and I'm like, really, guys? <laughs> I mean, Transformers isn't any better. <laughs> no, it isn't. I just think it's like, really, this is pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> yeah, it's black. no better, it's no worse. People, people <laughs> They're on the same level. 
It's like people in glass yeah. houses shouldn't throw stones, and also the marketing of this movie, they really, really wanted that Transformers fan base. They were really hoping those fans would show up in droves, and they did not. <laughs> hey, this movie, like, bombed hard. Yeah, it did. And the director was still like, no, nah, man, I got a six-movie plan for Power Rangers. I'm like, that's adorable. And the funny thing is, this is the last movie that that director did. Yeah. <laughs> but he still got that six-movie plan in his drawer. How many people thought Fantastic was going to be the last movie Josh Trank ever did? But yeah. he's made he's made another film with Tom Hardy that's coming out next year. So, yeah, but this, the director of this actually like like had like the last credit in his IMDb <laughs> is this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll del- direct something for Netflix or streaming. <laughs> I mean, Maybe Netflix will buy the series. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, this film. Obviously, there is a lot of CG going on right here, but at least they built some of the set. Yes. At least it's not all green screen. Which I, I have to appreciate that. That's that's becoming yeah. a real pet peeve of mine. There's been like several big summer blockbusters I've seen this year where the big finale has been nothing but computer generated images. There's nothing real and nothing to latch onto, and I feel like I'm watching a goddamn video game. Yeah. Unless you're Disney with Marvel. Like, you can't really get away with that? No, you can't. No, the technology's not there. Hey, Bill Hader, I like you, Bill Hader. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about Alpha. Is it bad that I spent the first half of the movie with Alpha thinking it was actually Patton Oswald? <laughs> it sounds like Bill Hader doing a Patton Oswald impression. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I wonder how that's got to make you feel as an actor. All right, you remember the uh, annoying effeminate robot that was no one's favorite from Power Rangers? Yeah, well, we want you to be that effeminate robot that was nobody's favorite. Okay. And make it sound like an entirely different comedian. <laughs> maybe maybe if I make my voice sound different enough, they'll not think it's me. I think when this... When this movie came out, I oh know that would have been a couple of years ago. Like, Bill Hader did like a lot of like voice roles like this for movies. In the yeah. like, he did one for like Star Trek. This uh, there was one other one I can't remember what it was. I mean, he was the voice of BB-8 in Force Awakens. Was he really? Mm. Yeah, huh. I did not. Know Obviously that. edited with computers and shit, right. but yeah, he he was the primary voice artist for BB-8. I, I can kind of hear it. I I remember the night Bill Hader. And uh, Andy Sandberg both appeared for their very first episodes of Saturday Night Live. They premiered at the same time. Cool. Yeah. And had very different career paths. Yeah. I mean, both of them have gone on to great things, though. Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is amazing. And did you guys watch Barry? I did, yes. That was a really good show. Loved Barry. Can't oh, wait for season two. Yeah, yeah, okay, I watched the first episode, but yes, where he plays like a hitman and everything, and he's showing his mm-hmm. dramatic chops. Yes, yes, Barry, yeah, holy shit, yeah, good, good, good one, guys. Such a good show, seriously. I always thought he had more depth to him, that he had like a sadness to him. He, he almost has like a Michael Shannon, I have a quiet intensity about me. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, Barry is kind of like a comedic Dexter. Mm. And hopefully it won't get worse as the series go on <laughs> like dexter yeah i mean that got worse and worse and then season four was just amazing and then it got worse and worse and worse it's rare for shows to do that to be like hey it came back for a minute yeah 
Did you guys ever read the Dexter books? No, I know it's not. Oh, it's so much better than it, the show. Is, don't the, I didn't even don't the books know it was imply, based on a book. <laughs> don't the books imply that his dark passenger is like an alien or some shit? It's, uh, yeah, the third the third and fourth books can't go off the rails. The third one reveals that the dark passenger is connected to the ancient Egyptian god of death <laughs> called Moloch. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange and then like the fourth one was like right around the twilight craze so he fights a gang of vampires <laughs> well they're not vampires they're vampire like wannabes, wannabes. <laughs> yeah it's like a vampire why was none, of, that why was none of this in the show this would have made the show so much better <laughs> also to hey zordon appearing via the same effect as the super mario brothers movie <laughs> and the same effect used in like man of steel for kryptonian tech yeah. Well, you see, Eltar was actually the next planet over from Krypton. They were neighbors. You didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, Zordon's face literally is the same tech that, like, they have on Krypton that Superman's mother, Lara, talks to Jor-El on. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the Eltarians were always telling the Kryptonians to turn down that music. <laughs> Neither one of them realized that actually a TV screen is a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, do we, do we want to talk about Brian Cranston's uh, lineage in in oh, in, in Power Rangers? We have to. <laughs> oh yeah. So this isn't his first role in a Power Rangers no. film or, or show. <laughs> he, as with most working actors in LA in the early '90s, uh, provided voices for Power Rangers monsters. I think he's the Snizzard and a few other guys from the early season. And in fact. He was such good friends with the people in the recording booth and the writers. Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger, is called Billy Cranston because of him, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Which I think is pretty freaking dope that he comes back all this time later. Especially since he wasn't even credited for all of his roles in the original show. Like He no. would do like random parts as well. Most of the actors weren't credited back then, which is a real shame. I, I will say about his performance, though, I like he's not being like the wise, uh, helpful, inspiring Master Splinter or Yoda. He just sounds really frustrated and exacerbated the whole time. Oh, you fucking kids. <laughs> I mean, at his age, at the age of Zordon in this, like he's bound to be a little bit grouchy. Little cranky. I mean, I'd be mad too if I was just a giant floating head. I couldn't touch my junk. And it I mean, took, and it, it, it took like sixty-five million years or something for them to find him. Yeah. So what, what was he doing in that time, Sudoku? He's waited millions of years, and what he gets is a group of Asbo kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone would be a little upset. Yeah, because it's like, that's the thing, too, where it's like, in the show, Zordon straight up says, bring me a group of teenagers with attitude. Like, he actually wanted that. Here, these are just the first Jagoffs that show up at his door in 65 million years. He's got to just be thinking, like, like what, a scout troop or something couldn't really? have found me? Yeah, really, <laughs> really, guys. You know, I couldn't get a Black Ops team to find me. I had to get you kids. Oh, yeah, I forgot... Rita had this weird Coachella cave woman thing going on. <laughs> and she is just... Yeah, she's spent too long at Burning Man. And she is just way too touchy-feely with this underage cast. It, 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 it made stuff. me think that, that, like, she they wanted her to be Loki. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. In fact, her staff makes the exact same sound effects as Loki's staff. Why would you say mm. that? 
When they cast her, though, my first thought was there's no way Elizabeth Banks could be in any way repulsive. <laughs> they found but a way. They found a way. <laughs> Which, man, she to, to, to her credit, she goes through like a monster-esque transformation throughout the course of this. <laughs> also, you know, again, a lot of people say she wasn't good because she was hammy. I wish more of this movie was hammy like her because she just, forget chewing the scenery, she devours every piece of scenery. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Except for that one like, scene where she's like in a what is it, a Dunkin' Donuts or something? Uh, oh yeah, the, the product Kreme. placement. Because Krispy Kreme sponsored the movie, and you could get the special Krispy Kreme Power Rangers donuts. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Man of Steel levels of like product placement, but it was close. it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was definitely close. The final battle like, they needs didn't... to take place at a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> they didn't quite fight it out inside an IHOP, but no. still. Close. They fought outside and they were a little closer. <laughs> I guess it makes more sense. It's a bigger sign. And, and look, the only reason I'm talking shit about those Power Rangers Krispy Kreme donuts is because I didn't get any Power Rangers Krispy Kreme donuts because there are no Krispy Kremes in Canada. She lost. Oh shit! We well, you've talk. got you've got Tim Hortons though, or Jim Hortons, whatever it is. Tim Hortons. That's much better. It is much better, which, hey, man, i surprised we didn't talk about this yet. This commentary is coming to you quite amazingly in three different time zones. Canada, Australia, and Britain. So we've got three different time zones to bring this great reunion to you. <laughs> Hope you're happy. <clears throat> and get gravy with your donuts. Like, that's oh. just awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> gravy with donuts what yeah the tim horns has been pushing the new gravy thing just recently in fact uh for the first time ever they actually offer kids meals they're actually trying to compete with uh mcdonald's for the first time ever in 2018 do they offer that that peanut butter cup burger no what the <laughs> fuck was up with that peanut butter i had never even heard of that franchise that you were tweeting about and i'm just like man my heart my heart fucking breaks for my country it probably would break if it, if you fucking ate that. <laughs> it sounds horrible as well. Peanut butter. And I can't. Im- oh, I can't imagine anything worse. Well, you know what they're trying to do? Like uh, Shake Shack is that really popular American uh, burger joint. Apparently, one of their secret menu items is you can get the peanut butter bacon burger. Is one of their things they offer. <laughs> What the fuck? But it's not really peanut butter. It's like a peanut butter sauce that they make. I'm like, okay, well that's different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I would never do it, but, like, all right. I, I, I forget who the comedian was that told the joke, but it's it was something along the lines of, do you like spaghetti? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some spaghetti, but there's shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like that. Oh, it was Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, talking about his mother mixing the cereals and how his brother would just eat it anyway. It's like, there's shit on it. It's like, it's, you start eating it anyway. It's like, you motherfucker. You fucking bitch. Now, <laughs> eating now, it anyway, because he loves spaghetti so much. Now, way to challenge stereotypes here by putting Asian people in a trailer park. I don't think I've ever seen that ever. <laughs> like, what, what's that joke? There was an Asian comedian who tells the joke where it's like, hey, you know what one of the great thing about being Asian is I know I'll never be homeless. Have you ever seen an Asian homeless person? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to stop it. I'm like, I honestly never have. <laughs> See, that, that just reminds me of the Ricky Gervais podcast. 
They they asked if anyone had actually seen a Chinese homeless person, and yeah, someone emailed in like, "I found one in my city, and he's not only Chinese, but he's also a midget." Whoa. <laughs> it was like, "Wow, you you found the homeless person trifecta." Uh-huh. And here we are in the Yellow Rangers home, where again, th- we mentioned the whole uh, th- this movie was really quick to pat itself on the back for having the first LGBT Power Ranger, even though they never equivocally say what her actual persuasion is. They just say, "Oh, they they have a problem with my love life. They have a problem with how I love," but they they never say who, what, or how. Her yeah. mother's a psychopath, though. Yeah, pee in the cup. <laughs> I, I still I still think all the parents in this film should have been former rangers. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been cool. We find that out that that's like the twist. Because they have so much time for the parents in the movie, there should have been something with them. Makes me feel like there was, and they cut it. Mm. Like, heck, I would, I would even respect, like, uh, if they did, like, a Stephen King it thing, where it's like, oh, when we were working in the mines, we did actually find Zordon, and we knew it was bad, so that's why we babied you kids and tried to protect you and keep you away from it. Watching this again, though, it's the first time I've realized that the Yellow Ranger's dad is uh, Detective Singh from The Flash. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Which is also, here's the thing, they filmed The Flash in the same place they filmed this movie, so that was probably a really easy day for him. <laughs> it's just a short taxi drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita of the Homeless Colony, because Goldar is also the Death Star of this movie, but is also made oh, yeah. real we'll, gold. We'll, we'll talk about him when he comes. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like, Rita is a... Like Rita is a crazy homeless person. It's just like I wonder if they watched Doctor Who: The End of Time with John Sim. Oh yeah, oh, the homeless guys. This looks exactly like that. You're right. When he's all cracked out on the street, talking about juice and sauce mm. and everything, <laughs> eating, devouring the burger. Yeah, and then and then the homeless guys. <laughs> that's literally what. The, oh my god, Tom! You wow, fuck! That's exactly what that scene was. <laughs> Now, thankfully, I know Doctor Who isn't filmed in the backwoods of Canada to save money. They would if they could. Well, actually, it's funny we should mention that because the majority of Power Rangers shows, most of them are not actually filmed in America anymore. They're all filmed in New Zealand to save money. Mm -hmm. And it shows. It is funny, though, that this was shot in Canada because, like, Wales is definitely the Canada of England. Mm. I've never been. Me neither. I'd like to go just to see some of the locations they filmed on, but that'd be about it. It'd be a good weekend, but I wouldn't want to spend it much longer. What was was that joke in Red Dead Redemption 1 when John Marston was making fun of the one Welsh criminal? He's like, I won't be talked to uh, like that by a man with a sing-song voice. And I'm like, is that the Welsh stereotype? They have sing-song voices? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, their accent is pretty great, to be fair. I couldn't even pick it out, is the funny thing. <laughs> if you heard it, you would immediately be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> then again, I, I don't know if people think I have an accent. I mean, I guess you probably do if I drop certain words in there. Like, like I'll drop an E in there sometimes, but only sometimes. Yeah, you mostly just sound American. A lot of people think I am. People are shocked <laughs> when I tell them I'm from Canada. It's because you don't drop like the stereotypical like oot in a boot. Oot in a boot. Well, because that's that's further that's further east. They do that. I'm in I'm in mainland central Canada. 
It's 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 kind of like British on Australian too, where it's like there's not one accent, there's several accents that you have to pick it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is funny actually how basically every country in the world thinks of every other country as having only one accent, but it's like ten different accents in England. There's probably like mm-hmm. ten in Australia, ten in Canada. Same America mm-hmm. definitely has many. Oh yeah. And so to use your powers, you must grow closer as a team first. This is a this is like our Pacific Rim thing too, where you need to earn it. You just don't get to pilot the big robot from the get go. <laughs> you need to fight these putties that uh, aren't putties. That actually yeah. look way more like golems, which is what they were called in the Japanese. I mean, that's kind of cool that they were named golems in Japanese. But I mean, I, I was kind of hoping they would look like they were made out of putty. Mm-hmm. To which I a lot just of, have them slightly gooey looking. I'm such a nerd. People are like, oh, aren't they supposed to have little Zs on their chest that they press and they blow up? No, uh uh. That was season two onward when Lord Zed come and made his Z putties. <laughs> that was a later development, although because they reused so much Japanese footage, they'd have the regular putties and the Z putties all mixed together all the time. <laughs> It is funny, though, that this is their training montage, but they're using none of the powers that they use as Power Rangers. Nope. Yeah, they're just, they're just like, like oh. doing, like, like boxing. <laughs> What's even and the they're... point? There's no martial arts. I mean, I guess there's a kind of... They kick occasionally, but... Look, guys, I looked up all these UFC videos on YouTube. Let's just do, like, how Chuck Liddell do. <laughs> I mean, surely they, like, it would have been more useful to train them in how to transform into like a megazord or something <laughs> you know powers they might actually need later uh, i mean it would even make sense because they do transform into the <laughs> into a megazord later in the movie but they, they how they found out they could do that i have no idea That's maybe like one of them like one of them like come across like the Zords, like it is like, oh, what's oh this? right, yeah. We get a whole piloting montage. Like, yeah, this this is where Jason David Frank and uh, Amy Jo Johnson. This is where they were originally supposed to have their cameo. They were at like the next table and they're watching this. I like that. No one like like gives a shit that that just happened. <laughs> The, the soundtrack here also kind of forgettable. Again, if they ever made my dream period piece Power Rangers movie, I would make it just a total, uh, what is it, total vehicle for 90s nostalgia music is what I would do. I would fill it with one-hit wonders from the 90s. I mean, I'm a sucker for a montage that's got like a piece of music that references the Rocky series. Yeah. Something like a cross between the Power Rangers theme and like Gotta Fly Now or something would have been amazing. All good. Because, hey, here's the thing. Uh, say what you want about that original Power Rangers movie uh, from the 90s with Ivan Ooze. That had a baller soundtrack. Higher ground from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Man. They spent all the, all the money on the music. They spent all the money on the music, <laughs> as you should. And, and they filmed that movie in Australia. They did. They filmed it in Sydney. And several uh, episodes of the show, too. They had a whole arc where it's like, oh, the Rangers need to go to Australia. Why? Because we're filming the movie there. That's why. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in years. It's silly, but enjoyable. Which I think at the end of the day is kind of how you can chop this one up, too. I mean, the stupidest decision, though, is they spent all that money making these updated costumes for them, and then they spend, like, three quarters of the movie not wearing them. I, that's a real <laughs> pisser. That really, really is. Well, it, it's kind of similar to um, 
the original movie, remember that they had like these really cool oh, looking like armored costumes, yeah. and they yeah get rid of them like almost immediately. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But it's like they go and they train and they get these like just basically ninja outfits. It's just like you know what? Once they get their powers back, just put them back in the badass like amazing new costumes that they designed for them. Like you spent all that money on it. Like one of my favorite childhood memories is going to Planet Hollywood in Florida and seeing the Red Ranger costume in display case. Like that was awesome. Is that still there? I would love to go there and do that. Yeah, this was like 1998. God, <laughs> yeah, some, someone on someone on bath salts probably stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? But he's probably been sold to a collector or something. That's my big question. Yeah, who the hell owns those suits? Some, yeah, probably some like Saudi drug lord or something owns them. <laughs> something easy to really specific. I collect all the Power Rangers suits. Yes, I own them all. This is what I spent my drug money on. Really? Yes. Doesn't Arnold Schwarzenegger own, like, a third of Planet Hollywood or something? Yes. Like, I wonder if he just has them all in, like, a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> it was Schwarzenegger, someone famous as ex-wife, and I think, like, the Russian Mafia had a little bit of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bruce Willis had a stake for a while, but maybe not. What, was it Bruce Willis or one of Bruce Willis's exes, I think, had a piece of it? Maybe, maybe it was Demi Moore. It might have been Demi Moore. <laughs> I just imagine Demi Moore just has like a garage full of Power Ranger costumes. <laughs> she just doesn't know what to do with them. She's just like, I don't know why I have these. I wasn't even in those movies. It's, it's on she keeps list. trying to get rid of them as like party favors. <laughs> like, oh, guys, take it, take the, the Black Ranger costume. Please, I don't want something. it. It's on her list of things to do. Get rid of Christmas tree. Uh, you know, redo the kitchen. Get rid of these damn Power Ranger suits. Well, maybe one day they'll do a Power Rangers like crossover, like the um, Elseworlds one oh, for yeah. CW did, and just like bring back the '90s Power Rangers in those suits. I'm fine for that. Hey, you know that's the thing. Uh, for you know, uh, as every you know, for the stuff that it gets wrong, the CW universe, I think by and large they get a lot of things right. But they're yeah. superheroes. They should strike a deal for the new Power Rangers show. Make it something that comes on after the Flash, like a primetime Power Rangers show on <laughs> CW. I mean, that's, it, they could do a lot worse. That's basically what this movie is, is the CW-ification yeah. of Power Rangers. But you know what? Yeah. Don't have it be two hours, have it be 22 minutes every week. <laughs> Did you guys read the Power Rangers Justice League crossover comic? Yes, yes. But that was great. <laughs> like, can you imagine if CW got the rights to Power Rangers? <laughs> like, down the line, they could do... Like an adaptation of that with like Supergirl and the Flash and I'm fine with all of that. In fact, I think that's worth it. You that's what you bring to the meeting. That's your end game. Look, let CW do it so we can have this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't do Batman, but we can have Superman, Supergirl, the Flash, Arrow, Legends and Batwoman. Yeah, you can have But that would be awesome. Hell you could even bring in Black Lightning from another universe altogether. Yes, please. I like how how it's never never like explained why he he changed. He changed because he tried to break up a fight. Oh, because it's connected to his heart, you see, he was pure <laughs> of heart and that's how the powers work, I guess. It works because plot convenience. It's tied to your emotions, which is tied to plot convenience. His autism activated it. Oh no. But then it immediately disactivates because it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> we kind of missed, it's too long. You, you can see a little bar like in a video game ticking down at the bottom. Oh, you've run out of special meter. 
Yeah, he, he ran out of his dead eye. <laughs> Chew some tobacco and uh, drink some booze to get it back. <laughs> Pull out the snake oil. Oh, see, that's what we need. We need Rita being like, oh, we can't have these kids, you know, be true to themselves and get their power. How can I distract them? Oh, I'll just ply them with cigarettes and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it will briefly restore it, but it will damage your cores. <laughs> yeah, it'll damage your cores. You can't be a ranger if you have damaged cores. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing too. Why has there not been a really good Power Rangers video game? I don't know because it, it 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 should be so simple to make. You should Borderlands the shit out of that. It should be a cooperative game. You play with three other people. I mean, hell, even something like, um, I mean, the Saints Row games yeah. aren't fantastic, but they had a pretty decent co-op. They did. So, something like that with, like, the superpowers and stuff, like Saints Row 4, before Saints it went off the rails. Is actually the best one in the series. Who owns the Power Rangers games? Yeah. Hmm. I think in Japan... Uh, for what is it, for the other tokusetsai shows, like, uh, Kamen Rider and everything, they made, like, a really good, like, Dynasty Warrior-style Muso thing where you were one guy fighting down, like, a dozen henchmen. Imagine that, but if it was just, like, facing down a million putties at once and just kicking the shit out of them. That would be cool. I'd be all for it. And then at the end, for the big boss, you get to jump in the robot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember so like, when I was a kid. I'm sure I had a Power Rangers game on the Super Nintendo. I did. I, had I did. Yeah. yeah, I had the the Power Rangers the movie game. There was right. that one, and I think there might have been just like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. There was a Lightspeed Rescue one I played on the PS2 that they actually seemed to try and put some time and effort in. Oh, is that the one that I played on the N64? Which, I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had the Mighty Morphin movie one, but I can't. I, I honestly can't remember. So, Rita Goldfinger here. I need gold. All the gold. I'm going to irradiate the U.S.'s supply of gold. I'll be... <laughs> Miller Artifacts doesn't look like anything that anyone would want to buy. Yeah, really. It clearly is just designed to look alien. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those things you can buy at, like... Like shitty pop-up boutiques uh, that sell like sell like samurai swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It because yeah. it probably is. <laughs> Freddy Krueger looks at this lady and goes, "Geez, you need to rest. <laughs> you look rough." Moisturize. <laughs> hey, kids, this is your face on drugs. Just hamming the fuck out of all of it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you have AIDS now. <laughs> That's how it happens. Space AIDS. We know this because we're the product of our school systems. <laughs> <laughs> Since she's about to make Goldar, like, how disappointed were you guys in the design? Very. I remember the first time I actually saw it was actually like a toy design. I was like, yeah. oh, it's not going to be like that in the film. That's just like it's a fucking toy. <laughs> Possibly be. That I feel that as well. <laughs> oh no! It's a shame too because Goldar had one of the best goddamn monster designs. Yeah, he was just like a big like wolf in like like 
like ancient Egyptian armor. I think he was it's like a blue to... monkey face. Yeah, I think yeah. he was supposed to. Well, okay, well, this is where it gets confusing because they always treated him like a flying monkey and like Rita was the evil witch of the West and everything. But in the original Japanese, his name is Gryphazor, so he was clearly supposed to be some manner of griffin. Hmm. Yeah, that that sound her staff makes is totally the same sound Loki's staff makes in Avengers, which makes me think it has to be a generic sound effect. Yeah. Heck, we miss I mean, you. We don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you? It's been literally 65 million years, for Christ's sake. Uh -huh. how, how old do you think humans are? Like, how long do you think we live? Cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're hearing the generic sound effects, though, I'm amazed we haven't had a Wilhelm scream by oh, now. Oh, yeah. Is, is there not one in this? Part of me wants to say there was. Not that I've noticed so far. Oh, Maybe true. during the end sequence we'll hear one. And so here, the the one actually kind of... Well, okay, the one of two parts of the movie I genuinely like and go, okay, you should have had more of this. We now call this meeting of the Midnight Society together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just shit. what I was thinking. Oh shit, we're updating the wrong uh, 90s franchise. Fuck. <laughs> hey, you guys told us this was an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. What, we've been making a Power Rangers movie this whole time? What? <laughs> Even the director didn't know. <laughs> So I present to you the tale of the dastardly demon. <laughs> what? That sounds like an Are You Afraid of the Dark story, doesn't it? <laughs> what? I thought we were uh, all doing a big-budget version of Wishbone. <laughs> That's one of those shows, though, Are You Afraid of the Dark, that I've tried to go back and watch it again because I remember loving it as a kid, and it it's just impossible now. Yeah, yeah. That's another Canadian one, too. Are you afraid of the dark? Even Goosebumps, which I used to love just mm -hmm. as much, like, really doesn't hold up. Yeah, but I've even reread one of the Goosebumps books recently, and the books still are kind of enjoyable. I still can't believe the show Goosebumps kind of scared me when I was young. Now you go back and it's like, this is fucking corny. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what was wrong with me? <laughs> It's more campy. Have, have you seen the two new Goosebumps films? No, I haven't. They re the first the, one's really the good. First the, one. first, yeah, the first one I really like with Jack Black. Hmm. Interesting. Second one's apparently shit. Although Jack yeah, Black I, I, does return to voice Slappy again, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Although it's, it's clearly Jack Black doing his best Mark Hamill as the Joker impersonation. What gets me about uh, the Goosebumps movies is that Jack Black did those, and then there's that movie, like, The House with the Clock in the Wall, and I'm like, yeah. that's, that, that's not a Goosebumps sequel when <laughs> I saw the trailer. It, it, sh it's, it looks and sounds like it should be. Was that just Jack Black being like, well, fuck you, I'll make my own sequel over here, and we'll have Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> And then, okay, when that, and, then, and then when that failed, he just, I'm going to make gaming videos on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to be a Let's Player now where I'm like, you know what, Jack Black, you go for it. There's no way you can be more annoying than a lot of the to, people who are popular Let's Players. To, to be fair, he's not actually doing it like all the other people are doing. He's doing it like his videos, I've been watching them, they're like actual, have actual information in them. 
like like he like the, the most recent one he did he went to like the pinball hall of fame and just like showed everyone around like like pinball machines from like 1940s and stuff so he's not just screaming into a face cam though no oh he's, he does that too but like it's funny <laughs> also i i get the strong feeling jack black won't drop the n-word anytime soon or have every other youtuber <laughs> suffer because of it <laughs> But he could, you know, you never know. The show's still young. <laughs> Talking of that, though, I mean, I, I it's something that's completely passed me by. Why is everyone on Reddit and Twitter and all that shit saying subscribe to PewDiePie recently? Oh, because there's like a big Bollywood group that was going to overtake him. They might actually have overtaken him, I don't know, as like the number one... Uh, most subscribed to channel on YouTube, and everyone's like, "No, we got we got to keep it cell phone. You know, we got to keep it PewDiePie. You know, anyone can make videos." To which I'm like, "Fucking bullshit! PewDiePie's the most corporate motherfucker YouTube there is. He, <laughs> he would have been owned by Disney if he didn't shout about rape a bunch and get a bunch of his shit dropped. That's the only reason he's not working for a big company because he's literally too volatile." I mean, he guested uh, on South Park three years ago. He I, can't get much more corporate at this point. Exactly. I, I cannot believe he did that. And the only reason he did that is because the South Park guys are all fathers now and all their kids watch PewDiePie. <laughs> now, I, I, I didn't need... understand why everyone was calling to subscribe to him. Honestly, the Bollywood yeah. like channel is overtaking. Good for them. Yeah. What <laughs> even is, is Clearly it? Clearly, like, they're I, putting I've out some decent content. Them. I've Either never even heard of them, and yet yeah. they're apparently popular than, than him. Probably because India is so incredibly overpopulated. Mm. But of course Bollywood is well-subscribed over there. It's probably one of the only channels they've got. Mm. It is. What... Oh, let's talk about the creepiness of this scene, too, where Rita's all up in uh, Trini's business. This, this again, makes me feel like there's some shit here that got cut out that might actually have been interesting, because... The, the whole reason here that Rita says, like, oh, I used to be a ranger, too. I used to be on a team with Zordon, but, you know, they kicked me out because I was different, kind of like you, and this is the character that they're implying to be some part of the LGBT spectrum. Are they are they trying to say that Zordon was homophobic and he kicked Rita out because she was gay? <laughs> I mean, I guess they are. That's th That was the reading I got from this. And they, they never explore this scene further, nor do they talk to Zordon and be like, hey, why did you kick Rita out? Also, why are her parents not bursting in the room being like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> Pee in this cup? They were yeah, they were clearly paranoid pissing Both of you. Pee in the cup now. Rita pisses in the cup and it just burns a hole in it. It's <laughs> green. What the fuck? Ooh. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm also the Green Ranger too. In this. But my green armor doesn't work somehow, even though I have my crystal. <laughs> I'm getting it back. It's like riding a bike. You never forget. I mean, I'm wondering if before reshoots, if somehow like Rita, what's what's the word? Corrupted yellow somehow. Mm. Like, it it's certainly like, seems uh, like, like make, makes her sort of like the Tommy Oliver. Right, but they're like, no, no, we gotta save that for a sequel. Everyone's gonna love this movie, and we're gonna get a sequel. Or like Hawkeye in the first Avengers, like, Button's been compromised. Like, maybe this is the scene where she was supposed to, like, infect Yellow and, you know, have her turn That's on the, the thing, team. this movie seems like, like... Like a combination of all those, of like, like, like Man of Steel, Transformers, The Avengers, like, like these are all semi-popular films. 
Let's like aspects. take yeah, take little bits from each of them that don't work at all. I mean, it's kind of what Marvel do with their movies, how they take bits of storylines from all these different titles mm-hmm. and put it together into one coherent story. But the difference is Marvel aren't just doing it really... I mean, they, they are doing it for a paycheck, but, but at least they're competently... Yeah, they're doing it competently. Like They're, they're taking they're, from stories that complement each other. They're not taking... Exactly. Let's take Demon of a Bottle and mix it with fucking... Secret Empire and and Infinity Wars and and Mister Fantastic's wedding or something. Uh, <laughs> it's just random stories. Can we also say too here that in the last five minutes we've had two people break into someone else's bedroom? Do do no one in Angel Grove have security systems or dogs or anything? No, because it's a failed mining town. They can't uh, afford security <laughs> systems. Can't afford dogs either. No. You see if the once fish... the mine once the mine um, oh, dried out, the dogs all escaped the town. <laughs> the dogs all left when the mining jobs dried out. <laughs> uh, now that sounds like a spin-off. Is this this mass horde of dogs <laughs> leaving see, the town? Now you see, look, if Angel Grove is a failing mining town and a failing fishing town, Rita was going about this all wrong just trying to steal gold she should have said look if you give me all the gold i will reopen the mine you can trust me i'm surprised <laughs> they didn't say like the mine was a gold mine ah, see, that, that would have made sense. more sense <laughs> you right. have it like right there <laughs> like an old california gold mine is this movie even in california anymore because i know that's it, something none of the like topography look looks like it yeah. like it's all like like huge like hills like you'd see in like 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 seattle or something well, it's kamloops british columbia so yeah seattle yeah. is not too far so yeah that's basically where we are which again is weird because california was such a huge part of power rangers that that's clearly where it took mm-hmm. place is this the same school that they shot in that was in smallville because uh, it does remind me kind of the uh, mr mixer's Pidlick episode i was which... just thinking that probably yeah Hmm. it's funny as soon as you said that i'm noticing how similar it actually is like they didn't even bother redressing half the set just put a few new banners down that'll be enough that's fine another thing that this movie jettisons which i can understand why they did it because you know it's very corny and very after school special but when you stop and think about it it makes such a huge uh Mm -hmm. backbone of power rangers None of these kids are interested in martial arts or fighting or anything like that, even though martial arts and, like, fitness was such a massive part of the Power Rangers show when you stop and think about it. They were always having karate tournaments and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Even Pink was always getting karate lessons. Yeah, Yeah, that... That, that's very strange. Yeah, kids today don't have interest, man. They're all on their damn smartphones, man. I know, I'm a, I'm a screenwriter for Hollywood. I mean, oh. it could have been worse. They could have been like, I'm "Oh, we'll, we'll get powers like Fortnite." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, again, too, you know, it's it's a shame this movie didn't come out now because one of the other things the Power Rangers loved to do, uh, they loved protesting and crusading, and they were all like trying to save the whales and save the environment and everything, which is like you know, very very '90s after school special. To think if they tried to make this nowadays, you know, what would the Power Rangers pet cause be? Probably school shootings. We don't want to get shot anymore. <laughs> Vulcan skull these school shooters. Oh, no, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but but they'd be like really they'd be protesting at a school shooting yeah, they'd... while doing the Carlton dance and the <laughs> I... dance that Turk does in Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the idea though of Balkan skull school shooters. They'd probably be really bad at it though. They'd probably be school shooting. But I thought you were gonna bring the ammo. Oh no, do to do, fall on some cake. Balkan skull like they point their guns. Pull the trigger once and accidentally hit themselves in the head with a gun and knock themselves out. It's like they keep trying, but they keep fucking it up every day. <laughs> they knock themselves out on every attempt. Yep. Spend half the movie unconscious. Also, now we got the Street Rumble Rangers. Did you ever think you'd see a Power Ranger movie where they pick up <laughs> chains and boards with nails in them to fight? <laughs> Rita just body slammed a homeless man. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of wrestling moves later. I think if I remember, they defeat the monster by giving him like a Brock Lesnar German suplex. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed the homeless man has completely disappeared as well? Yep. Maybe like she body slammed him into oblivion. Maybe he was. He dissolved. Homeless man. It's like man is still with the collateral damage. Like, <laughs> and any any bystanders that get killed are just out of sight. <laughs> Yeah, disappear. Don't worry, it'll come back in the sequel. It's why Batman wants to kill the Power Rangers. <laughs> Batman v Power Rangers. Yeah, we're going to get a scene where like Bruce Wayne was like, escaping the docks as they were fighting. Repeat, Rita Repulsa sending in postcards saying you let your family die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but they're all written on, like, used toilet paper from the dump where she lives because she doesn't have a moon base. <laughs> it's Lord Zed's in a wheelchair. Oh, no. Blows up Congress. Uh, <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> this, this scene actually fucked me up a little bit here because I always have a weird phobia of uh, drowning while tied up for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Because I don't of think that's a phobia. That's just common sense. <laughs> that would <laughs> that would be a terrible way to die. Anyone who's not afraid of that is a fool. Is <laughs> a psychopath. Look, look, if you're not afraid of being tied up and drowned, then you're not paying attention. Maybe I want to die like that. Maybe <laughs> you know, that's my thing. <laughs> you know how many people get tied up and drowned every day of the week? More than you'd think, but less than you hope. <laughs> Again, too, you rarely ever saw the Power Rangers get tortured, did you, during the old show? <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Gotta, gotta get, the, bi the big thing, the, the big important linchpin of Act 3 is we need to defend the Krispy Kreme from evil. How do we get to the Krispy Kreme? <laughs> Just get on Turkish Airlines. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get, get it there. Hey, uh... At least it's not like Man of Steel where, like, Mark Kent works at Sears. It's not like, <laughs> oh, J Jace's dad, when he's not fishing, goes and works at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get your Turkish Airlines, you drive to the Krispy Kreme in your Volvo. Thing about Turkish Airlines is they have this uh, slogan, expand your world, which perfectly relates to the Power Rangers. <laughs> Very much so. They're always expanding their worlds. You see, Tigger's Airlines is a real company, and we want to make this real. <laughs> you know, we talk so much about Turkish Airlines, I feel like maybe they should send us free passes so we can fly on Turkish Airlines, just to really get a feel for how good it is. I'm not saying first class, but at least, you know, business class. 
<laughs> you know, fly to Turkey, get some delights. I'd be really annoying if I went to Turkey. Where are your delights? Point me towards the delights. He's dead. Oops. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They, like, resurrect him with Power Ranger magic, don't they? Yeah, they, like, take him to the, um, the thing and, like, that's like a piece of paper and it's, like, it should shouldn't be like that. It should, it should be like mush. But we needed the message. Yeah, it looks like tissue. Also, <laughs> the ink ink should be smudged. Also, th this did my head in too. They can resurrect him through the power of Power Rangers magic, but poor black Asian character's mom is dying, and never once does he say, "Hey Zordon, can I use this power to resurrect <laughs> my dying mom?" I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, that's what it would have been really. That's why I wanted like the parent to be like, um. X Rangers, like the, the the Zeo Crystal, like fucked her up or something. Right, like maybe she's only sick and dying because she got exposed to something in the mine where everything goes down in Angel Grove in the mine. Many Seriously, people... though, this is one of the most pointless deaths in cinema. For real? They literally fix it in less than five in minutes. Less than five minutes. Yeah, did... did they. Oh no! They, uh, I thought they like, they like dumped his body off the cliff and then followed <laughs> after him. <laughs> you think too? They'd really install an elevator. Do they really have to do the water entrance every time? That's going to be a major pain in the ass. Not as much of a pain in the ass though as getting out again. Yeah, exactly. To which they don't <laughs> yeah. even show how they do it. I like how his shirt like vaguely like references like prostitution. Yeah, cash only. Also, it's red. <laughs> which which is another thing this movie doesn't do. They don't color coordinate their rangers the way the show did, where it's like, you can only wear red now, and you can only wear pink. Well, no, see, the thing is that they do it for some of them. Like, he's he's got a little bit of red, she's got a little bit of pink. Billy had, like, a blue folder. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, and Black Rangers were in black pants, I think. It's just not quite enough, is it, really? No, you gotta go no. all the way. You get... Again, as Tommy Oliver joked when he became the Black Dino Force Ranger there, it's like, hey, you gotta change your entire wardrobe now. I mean, maybe this was just a British thing. Did, in, in, like, the 90s or early 2000s, did you guys have those um, plastic wristbands, like, beat bullying and shit? No, it was like blue ones, red so. ones, multicolored wristbands. Oh, like I snap think so. bracelets. I think we got yeah. them not to like way after the fact. Again, Britain is always on the cutting edge of shit like this. But if they'd set this in the late nineties, early two thousands, they could have each had like a wristband in their own color. Yeah, like that would have been just a simple enough touch. Yeah, they could have all had little jelly bracelets. I'd be fine. What the that. fuck is yeah. that thing she's wearing around her neck? That pink thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just really bizarre. Yeah, it's like, is that part of the shirt, or is that, like, some weird bondage bra thing she's got going on? <laughs> also, she's... I couldn't find anything else that was pink. <laughs> also, she's clearly a big fan of Biggie, because she's wearing, it was all the dream crop top. Because, you know, Biggie Smalls loved the Power Rangers. It was well documented. Well, in this universe, Biggie was a Power Ranger. Oh, oh the Power <laughs> Rangers of rap. We need that. Which rappers are secretly Power Rangers? Well, Snoop Dogg is definitely the Green Ranger. Oh, no doubt. The Ganja Ranger. 
Or at least, you know, it's like, you know, hey, it's morphin' time, he just hits his joint, and then he just imagines he is one. <laughs> I'm just thinking, with, with this movie and all its product placement, surely they should have just got some, like, sneaker company mm. to, like, sponsor and do, like, have each of them in their own shoes. Oh, that would have been really smart. Yeah. And I probably would have bought some. I, I never bought the DC Comics high tops, even though, like, I saved... Uh, the Green Arrow ones, like, in my, uh, like, shopping basket for, like, over a year. I'm like, I'm gonna buy these high tops. No, I'm gonna buy these high tops. No. It could have been, like, sponsored by Converse All-Stars or something, and yeah. each have a different color. They need they needed yeah. a tracksuit company, is what they needed. Like, a shell suit company, so every <laughs> Power Ranger could have a color-coded tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so simple to incorporate the colors. In an easy and subtle way. Yeah, see, they, they just weren't thinking, these guys. CG Walter splatting out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even look slightly real. Yeah, they couldn't have the actor, like, put water in his mouth and just spit it out. Yeah. Either that or they just chose that one <laughs> shot of the movie to shoot in a different frame rate or shutter they, speed. They, they did, but he kept, like, choking on it. <laughs> He kept actually drowning in that. Look, look, Jason, um, I'm not saying you're more important than the rest of them, but people always love the Red Ranger more, so yeah, you're kind of more important. Until there's a green or white ranger, in which case, you're you're well, the leader of this team. That whole speak was like trailer talk <laughs> oh god yeah you are you are the leader of this team jason until you're supplanted in a sequel that will never happen by a far more popular character <laughs> what did you prefer though is with jason did you prefer him to be the green ranger or the white ranger mm. green was cool because he had the whole anti-hero thing going on but like the white ranger was like the super like overpowered like god tier ranger yeah, I always liked the Green Ranger's costume more though, with like the gold over his shoulders coming down like that. That was just badass. I'm sure I've mentioned it elsewhere too, but did you know the white suit Power Ranger? That was from a completely different show than the other Power Rangers costumes. Was it, it was really? from like the one after it, wasn't yes. it? Yes, he was. And in fact, that White Ranger was a little kid who grew up into a man, a la Shazam. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It fit though. Like the costume, it looked perfectly. Like, it worked in the Mighty Morphin suit. Like, he had the same style helmet and all that shit. I really love how these 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 are actually meant to be teenagers, yet the, the, the Asian guy looks like he's he's been bodybuilding for, like, 40 years. Well, well, <laughs> they kept that part real from Power Rangers, a bunch of adults pretending to be kids. <laughs> actually, apparently, uh, what is it that you mentioned the Asian guy there, the actor, uh, Ludai, I think is his name there, he actually went, like, undercover to his old high school to see if he could blend in with the kids. He basically pulled a real-life Steve Buscemi, hello, fellow kids, <laughs> to, get, to get ready for did, They immediately, immediately, like, knew who he was. Well, apparently, <laughs> like, some, God damn it. Uh, some teachers caught him, because they're like, hey, I didn't know you still went here, and he's like, ah, foiled again. <laughs> and then he ran off, <laughs> um, shouting the curses at them. Here's our cool guys walking a straight line. Hey, don't you like Tombstone? I do. Were these suits all CGI, or did they actually... No, they, they actually built them. Because, I mean, they, they look pretty decent. 
they're enhanced with CGI with all those blue lion thingies in it and everything. Yeah. See, that's what they should do. They should just put some uh, reservoir dogs over that as they all walk in <laughs> a straight line. Really? Yeah, I do like the costume design, though. I mean, they, they look a little bit over-designed, but... They look like rock candy for me. That's my problem. In fact, uh, I think I, I bitched about that on Twitter, saying it was a bold move to make these costumes entirely out of rock candy. I bet they saved a bundle. And uh, <laughs> that a big website actually picked up on that with a bunch of other tweets of people being bitchy about the movie. And I'm like, amazing. My one, my one tweet that goes viral and gets on a big news site is me bitching about Power Rangers, as it should be. <laughs> so apparently the mine is a gold mine? Or there was gold there they never found, because maybe they're just a shitty mine, and maybe that's why <laughs> it went belly up. Because they couldn't find yeah. the gold that was there. If they were better at their jobs, the whole town wouldn't be bankrupt. <laughs> so, here we enter the final stretch of the movie, which, as you said, uh, Tom, basically feels like a totally different movie. I, I am more okay with this, because literally for the next 22 minutes, this just becomes a normal episode of Power Rangers. Monster shows up, fights the putties, Zord fight the end. Yeah. To where I almost, when I was in the theater, I'm like, you, you motherfucker, you actually did it. The last 22 minutes is just an episode. Oh my god. Which is what and makes me annoyed that it's not going to be a sequel, because it would have just been all this. <laughs> or at least we can hope it would. Yeah. Maybe they'll learn that lesson when they inevitably make another one. Doesn't, doesn't Hasbro own them now? I think Hasbro owns them. Yeah. And they, it's like, it's, you it's know, the I actually they should have learned after the first movie, though. If they if they did do another one mainly, and if they use like the, the same people that have got making the current Transformers films, because that Bumblebee film was really good. Yeah, that's what I heard. Mm. And can we have John Cena in it too? Can John Cena be on? <laughs> Look, kids, I gotta teach you to hustle, loyalty, and respect. Only then will the power protect you. It is funny, though, that this movie has the same lesson to be learned by the studio execs as the original Mighty Morphin movie. Yeah. Like, just basically don't keep the Rangers out of the costumes for nine-tenths of the movie. You think they would have learned that? When people see a Power Rangers movie, they want to see the Power Rangers. Considering the trailers were just 90% the last, like, tenth of the movie. Yep. Oh, I, I think we missed it, too. I think Rita actually does say, make my monster grow. She does, she did, yeah. There we go. We put we put one reference in there. You got one. I I I I. I don't think they do God. more phenomenal. No. Which that's funny. God, God damn that gold out is on this shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> really, it's is. so terrible. God, they're all sparkly. They look like giant lollipops. They look delicious. <laughs> I just hate how their their masks come back to reveal their faces, as if we haven't seen their faces enough. That, that Just let was, them keep the helmets on. That was actually a big problem with the original 90s Power Ranger movie, too. There's set footage you can find of them wearing the suits without faces in them because they're like, oh, well, we have to see the actors' faces. That's just something movie makers could not grasp. Mm. Oh, it's like, it's like Spider-Man 3, though. Exactly. Here's the fucking theme. Okay, this I loved. This I got hyped in the theater. I'm like, all right, you used the original theme and you picked the best time for it. All right, all right. See, I didn't like that moment, though, in the theater because it sounds like they just slapped an MP3 over the edit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would much rather... Thing. 
imagine if they got like the composer to do like this epic like orchestral version of the original theme which which also exists because of the first movie so they could have just yeah. used that but i mean i would have much preferred that it just it it seemed like they the sound design was very lazy in that moment it's like they literally just took the edit slapped it in mp3 on the timeline and that was it it's because it was probably a last minute addition again to steal a wrestling yeah. term it was a cheap pop is what it was we needed a cheap pop right here definitely was but you know i'm a, I'm a stupid mark for songs i like <laughs> I would. I. I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for like when they take an old theme tune and Re-do make it. like this badass like orchestral version of it. Hey, you know what? they could they could have done a terrible remix from it from like Pitbull or oh. something. Oh, oh, God. that would have been so much worse. I'm triggered. I mean, even this song, I am so sick of at this point. Oh yeah, too much Kanye. Hey, hey do you remember that hey, year God. when it was? You remember E3 that year when they just like every other game death. trailer used this song? For real. Yeah. But I've been sick of this song since then, and this is like four <laughs> years later. It's it, and, yeah. and like it's and like it was old in 2017 when they used it. Yeah. Oh, they stepped four on years Bumblebee. No. Yeah, guy. Again, as we mentioned, maybe don't throw stones in glass houses. Maybe don't think you're going to be better than the Transformer series before your movies even. Uh, the box Ad- office is in. Ad- admittedly, the movie is actually better than Transformers. I mean, didn't do do as well, but I mean, it's, I didn't it's leave written better from this one as I left from the bulk of Transformers movies. Yeah. Again, though, just replace this music with an orchestral remix of the original theme with some amazing like electric guitar over it. Yeah. But yeah, man, I forgot that they used Kanye in this. And yeah, you're right, because it's like, oh, these characters got a lot of power. What song should we use? I know the song <laughs> Power. Also, this was back when just Kanye was regular crazy, not today when he's <laughs> super special awesome crazy. <laughs> oh, here we go. Are you, are, are you ready? Uh, the product placement. Earn, earn your fucking money, movie. <laughs> Which, which is so funny, too. Do you think Elizabeth Banks eats donuts? I sh- I surely doubt it. This is the most unrealistic part of the movie. <laughs> she probably spat that donut out on a key grip as soon as the camera changed. <laughs> on a key grip. That was the vomit grip. Yeah, pretty much. He was much. there just to be vomited <laughs> Just to be there to be vomited on. <laughs> to live in five years of film school. <laughs> you know, we all gotta start somewhere in Hollywood. I wonder what Elizabeth Banks sees as more of the, uh, like, the, um, what's it, the blot on her career. Like this, or Zack and Miri make a porno. Ooh, I I enjoyed bits of Zack and Miri make a porno, but I also enjoyed bits of this, too, so. Me, too, but, I mean, it was just as much of a box office bomb as this movie. That, ooh, that's true. Yeah. Why did did he crash his car? Because he just got a little bit of, like, gold on the car. Why do? (laughs) That wouldn't make you crash a car. His son needs to save. Just turn the wipers on. He saw the gold and was like, oh my god, I'm rich, and just lost control. <laughs> he was too busy thinking about how rich he's going to be. I will admit, too, when he saves his dad, this is kind of a cool, very superhero-y moment. Yeah. And that he can't tell him, though. Because the Power Rangers need to keep their secret identities for reasons, which is a question they've never answered, even in the show, why that's important. Yeah, I- 
I don't understand that. I would have thought they. I, mean, I, I wonder if that was the thing that was good. They were gonna like tell the parents, and then like that in like later movies, the team would become like the Avengers. Right, because it is like one of those situations where it's like, well, clearly the villains are very respectable in the Power Rangers universe and don't attack you at home or at school or anything. They only attack <laughs> you on your off time. Yeah, the, the villains all seem to know their secret identities, so why does it matter what their parents do? Yeah, the, the villains sometimes have, like, 24-hour surveillance of the kids and know exactly what they're doing. Exactly. I've stated before, if I was a Power Rangers villain, I would just wait till they were, like, on the toilet and then spawn 30 putty <laughs> patrollers to beat the shit out of them while they have their pants around their ankles. <laughs> Problem solved. You're just in the toilet and you hear a sound coming from the shower and you're just like, oh, shit, sorry, I didn't realize she was in here. You pull the... Now, as you get up to leave, just the curtain rail just goes back, and he's just like five putties standing yeah, in your jail. Just beat the shit out of you while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> see, that's but you can't you... even kick them because your trousers are around your ankles. Exactly. See, that's that's how you know these villains aren't trying because they never tried to jump the Power Rangers while they were in the bathroom. <laughs> They're watching them twenty four seven. They could do it. <laughs> now, what do you think has more collateral damage, though? This fight or the Smallville fight in Man of Steel? Mm, this is a smaller town, I think. So there's less to destroy. See, look, lots of buildings yeah. are still standing. Yeah. Yeah, Smallville got fucked up in that film. Because remember that, that plane that plane crashes down the main street and just, like, obliterates oh, everything. Where Whereas Golda, when, when he fell, he fell in the water just then. Like, on the edge of, like, the water. Remember when he smashes through that farm or whatever and it just explodes like it's full of petrol? Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. They, in, in Smallville, they grow dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little-known secret. No wonder Lionel Luther was buying property. This <laughs> <laughs> is dynamite farms. <laughs> Free-range dynamite. <laughs> the way Mama used to make <laughs> <laughs> it is sad though this movie because if the whole film was like this last third it, it might have actually done well it's true i would have liked it more and again to bring back the transformers comparison this is basically what you get from the bulk of a transformers movie you'll get three fights like this throughout now admittedly that's one of the problems with the transformers movie they throw so much action with you at once you're numb to it by the end hmm uh, I mean, at least this movie doesn't have, like, Rita Repulsa with, like, two racist stereotype sidekicks. Uh, that's true. Again, we could have had Babu and Squat going around talking in jive. <laughs> that's the sequel. Hey, Rita, you look like hell, girl. <laughs> you need to level your pussy up. <laughs> Ru Ru RuPaul would have voiced one of them. No, no, just to make it, like, extra racist, they, they're voiced by, like, the whitest actors, you know? Like Tom Kenny, <laughs> the voice of Spongebob, <laughs> brings you racist caricature number 644. It's Tom Kenny and Hank Azaria. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hank Azaria's like, no, I had a talking to about this one. I'm going through sensitivity training, but here's a bunch of money. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> He also has a live-action role where he's playing an Indian guy in a quickie mart. Also, <laughs> he literally just wears brown face for it. Yeah, see, now here's the good ham for just the, you know, laughing maniacally. 
Who was that actor that was in um, Short Circuit? Oh yeah, that guy who played an Indian but was super not Indian. <laughs> He's just a white dude. Just him and Hank Azaria as the two Indian stereotypes oh, like, in a new like buddy what... cop movie. <laughs> and then you got like C. Thomas Howell playing his character from fucking Soul Man. That... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, Soul Man. <laughs> they, they, they all play buddy cops together in a brand new movie coming straight to the NRA network. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in it as well. From, oh uh, yeah, he's, he's part of that club too. It's a whole Avengers of white actors who probably shouldn't have done those <laughs> roles. Looking, back. I think Robert Downey Jr. is the only one though that gets a pass because it was on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> and he got nominated for a fucking Oscar. And he got nominated for an Oscar for it. Exactly. See, the Tropic Thunder was making a commentary on actors who go too far in their characters. Yeah. Oh, we, we talked and, over it too, but Jason said we gotta hold the line, and I'm like, ah, someone played a lot of Mass Effect. <laughs> which character, which ending did he get? Which uh, character dies? Oh, you know he got the bad ending. <laughs> he was a renegade. Yeah, renegade for life. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting flashbacks to Toy Story 3 there, where they're all going into the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's basically what it is. Their Megazords are big toys getting pushed into the incinerator. Did you ever see that YouTube video where it was um, some guy pranked his parents who watched Toy Story 3 for the first time and he edited the movie to end with them about to go into the incinerator and then just had the credits (laughs) start to roll? That's funny. (laughs) Oh, that's great. What what I don't understand about this, like that hole had that that crystal at the bottom of it, the Zia crystal. So like, why would pushing Power Rangers that are powered by the Zero Crystal of the Morphing Grid, like, stop them? Why would why would that, like, burn them up? Beats me. Also, the Megazord so, in this is ugly, that's another thing. Oh my god, is it ever? Like, the original Megazord is one of the best designs ever. They really overthought this one. Like, it just I, looks like Robot Golda. Yeah, I get you don't want it to look exactly like the original, but still, you you designed a bad robot. Here, here's the thing. This giant robot, I can tell, was designed by Americans. Americans can't design good giant robots that aren't the Iron Giant. Or in Pacific Rim. Oh, I suppose Guillermo del Toro isn't American. He's not entirely No, he's, he's Mexican. <laughs> Yeah. You see, you got, so obviously you got, they should they should have gone to Mexico then for the design in this yeah, movie. Exactly, you got to. <laughs> they should have outsourced it to, to Mexico. <laughs> Clearly, look, that's that's a job they can do. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus! Designing all the giant robots again. This movie sponsored by NRA TV. So sorry, we're too busy building the wall. <laughs> yeah, also, really to design good robots. <laughs> also, that this Megazord like. It's got like a huge defensive problem, whereas like the cap, the, the, the capsules there. aren't in the. They're like they're like on the skin of it. Yeah, unlike yeah. in the show when they were actively inside. I had the same problem though with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Like in the original show, I'm pretty sure the um, the bridge wasn't on the outside of the ship with an actual yeah, no, window. It, didn't, it, didn't, it was like yeah, it, it was didn't a have view a screen. Window. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a giant TV screen, basically, because they needed to use scanners and all that shit. You can't zoom in with a window. <laughs> oh no, they fell over and well, killed more people. That one, guys. 
It's your big moment, and you ruined it. Girls were watching. <laughs> Again, here, talk about the Pacific Rim portion of the film. Now we all need to move as one. I mean, that's a pretty huge design flaw. Yeah. But this, this is the point where you just say, okay, the Red Ranger takes control takes at this point. point. He's the leader. Yeah, he controls everything in the robot. Yeah. Everyone else, like, you can man, like, lasers and rockets and shit that yeah. fire out of the hands. Yeah, again, you can Star Trek it. Everyone's got one. They got their special weapon that they can work on. Yeah. Does this thing even have a sword? I don't remember. I don't think it does. Oh, or is it just, like... Is it just, like... Oh, maybe. Maybe it's one of the things on its back. They've got a power into force like you've never seen before. Oh. No, serious. Destroying towns. God damn it, what do they have to just look like a somehow worse version of Optimus Prime? Because it does. Because actors need to emote, Matt. This needs to go on our demo reels for later. Oh, yeah. Oh, and out of nowhere, the Megazord with a shattering German suplex! One, I mean, they've... two, three, he's fucking out! But they've ripped off enough from Marvel and stuff at this point. Can't they just do the Iron Man Tony Stark, just helmet oh. cam thing? Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, no, oh he has got, two swords. He's got two swords. It's a dual wielder. Uh-huh. It, it, uh, it... specked into that class. Ah, I am forted again. I tell you what, I know that the town's been destroyed, but if all that gold is just left around, <laughs> they're not going to worry. They can rebuild yeah. it as a fucking city. Maybe that, yeah, that's how it becomes a city. That's the sequel. <laughs> they got city money. <laughs> so we have more gold than uh, anywhere else on Earth. Everyone that's left of the city, which is like three people, decided not to tell anyone about the giant robot <laughs> fight. Just said, oh, found all this gold in the middle yeah. of the city. But but what, what happened to your city? It's all destroyed. Just, no. Things got a bit rowdy last night. <laughs> and, and Rita just lords it over people. Look, I, I'm a job creator. Look how much money I brought into this small community. Please elect me for city council next year. Yeah, I, I, I kept jobs in America. <laughs> yeah, with a giant alien monster. Talking of jobs, though, they could just sell all the gold to Apple for using their iPhones uh, and shit. Like, just become the richest city on Earth. America, I like it. Boom. Oh, I forgot that. They, like, hit her to the moon. Because she oh, and all the gold the just evaporated. Oh, that's a shame. They couldn't have left something for the town that they destroyed. Just, yeah, really. Which, again, another thing they never answer in Power Rangers. How do the cities always manage to rebuild themselves after a big monster fight? Wasn't there, like, one series where, like, the, the Power Rangers were actually, like, like, city protect- like- like emergency responders or yes, something quite a few actually in light speed rescue yeah they were like ambulance yeah. and police and firefighters all together yeah yeah they need to explain explain how that the, they need like the power power rangers devastation fund like from batman white knight yes exactly oh yeah who's getting rich every time the power rangers destroy a city who's getting the kickbacks and the construction contracts and everything what are the teamster unions looking like in this world look you know i just don't support the power rangers industrial complex is all i'm saying <laughs> 
Oh yeah, here here's our cameo coming up here. Oh yeah, there they are. And look, they're wearing pink and green. In case you didn't know. And that hovers on them for way too long. Yeah. You, you know how I know this movie wasn't going to be a failure when I saw this in the special advance screening with everyone who won tickets? I was the only one who went, yay, at that moment, and no one knew why I went, yay, at that <laughs> moment. And I'm like, yeah, this movie's going to fucking fail if you all don't get You just, it. like, you love random white people. <laughs> nope, there it is. It's doing the Fortnite dance. <laughs> shucking and jiving, shucking and jiving. <laughs> Plus, who doesn't want a badass sword? That sword, though, legit looks like shit. Yeah. Compared to, the, like, the original. Which was a cool-ass sword. Master. I would have... I would have liked to have added one last line there. It's just like, hey, by the way, if you don't want to dive into the water each time, I can actually just teleport you guys here. Yeah, if you really? Like. They never explained They haven't opened that. This is like a video game. They haven't opened that that uh, that route yet. They got to they gotta put more money into the camp before they unlock fast travel. <laughs> You've got to go to the 17 cell towers across Angel Grove and climb them. <laughs> But maybe the real Power Rangers were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I guess his mother's okay now. Yeah, she, she got better. She's got better. Oh, my, maybe, I... maybe it's like in South Park how you can cure AIDS with money. <laughs> maybe maybe in this, <laughs> whatever illness she's got is cured by gold. Yeah, really. Oh, oh my, my plot-specific illness has gotten better. It's mm. in remission. Just blend up some gold and inject it straight into the bloodstream. We should be fine. Also, I like, uh, what is it, that uh, guy there, the Blue Ranger. He's totally just being Charlie from, uh, what is it, Always Sunny. He's got a freaking cork board <laughs> with string theory and everything going on. Yeah, he's wondering who the male goes to. <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. He'll figure that out in the next <laughs> Who the fuck is Pepe Sylvia? <laughs> Oh, there's the lightning bolts. Yay, so that was Power Rangers, and it wasn't as bad as I remember, but it's not good either. Like, it's just it's just no. kind of fun. It's, you know what it is? It's the perfect movie to do a commentary on, because I don't feel bad talking over it. <laughs> it's one of those ones that you just, like, put in the background. But yeah, I, I hope everyone liked a chance getting to see us talk about this one again. I know this has been on the docket forever for Matt and myself, and I'm even happier because Tom got to join us for this one. Yeah. Thank you for having me, seriously. Oh, always a pleasure. Any any closing thoughts, Tom, because you are our guest? Uh, closing thought? I don't know if I can be bothered to wait for the after credit sequence. Neither can I. No. Considering there's ten minutes of credits. I know. <laughs> Also, I just realized the closing song here was I've Got the Power, which was a sample from a song that was on the soundtrack of the other Power Rangers movie. <laughs> See, I just remember it from uh, Bruce Almighty. That too, that's another good one. But yeah, so Power Rangers, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, if you knew nothing about Power Rangers, uh, if you stuck with it, good on you. I appreciate it. I know this is kind of niche. Uh, Matt and myself... We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Aquaman officially. We could have done it this week, but like I said, I thought this would be more fun to get one off the old uh, bucket list that I've been meaning to do. Also, hopefully by then we'll have seen Just or, uh, Young Justice Season 3 as well. We haven't seen that yet, Matt or I, as we start this. Yes, and that's only because DC Universe isn't 
in NFL countries. Nope, so from the league of people the DC Universe thought weren't good enough <laughs> to get their app, we bid you adieu, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.